0: All right, welcome back to Under the Canopy with Larry. That's the. It's now called Under the Canopy with Larry. You're always Are you here. you guys cool with that? Larry no, that's Friends. fine. <laughs> Larry you're like and the, Friends.
1: You're the through thread. I I'm feel the like... one
0: who annoys everyone every day. Guys, we're doing a podcast today. Mm-hmm. You still in for that podcast later? Ugh. Hey, can I get you to do that pod? How yeah, about four? I'm not busy or anything, Larry.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. I think you're the person that no matter who else is in the room, if you're here, if it's just you, still under the canopy
0: yep Uh, i'm gonna start doing that too you guys are gonna like walk into this room and i'm gonna be like just talking about something by myself
2: (laughs) you are the canopy
0: would anyone listen to a podcast that was just me rambling no
1: (laughs) i would certainly start to (laughs) yeah we'll see how far we can get it
0: but i would not listen i would
1: i would hit play and then we would we would see Maybe Love it would be. Uh, maybe That's it would be all I need. Some...
3: I might drop you a, a subscribe anyway. Whoa. But I might not listen. Dude's just
0: giving away subscriptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have a cool topic this week. Um, I think it's something that our agency is especially versed in. Mm-hmm. And it's getting started with digital marketing in reference to being a startup. So let's start by like our opinion of what a startup is. So to me, it's like. Not necessarily like a tech company, even though I feel like it's synonymous with it, but a startup is just any new business. Like for the sake of this podcast, just you're getting started, whatever it is you're doing, Um, you know, because some people might be, let's say you're starting like a T-shirt business and you have a brick and mortar location and you're wondering, do I even do digital marketing?
1: Yeah absolutely cool
0: think we're on the same page there then right yeah
1: I've definitely heard complicated explanations of like a startup is any company that's still venture funded or whatever and I honestly it's any company that's early stage just getting rolling
3: yeah I mean I have conversations all the time with like well one first of all how many times do you hear from have we heard from clients oh you don't understand our industry is different our company oh. is different <laughs> and we're like yeah no you're not
0: it's so, the, the fundamentals right like, yeah and like i think
3: like like whether you said like we when we think startup we tend to think like a saas company some kind of tech or software um which is definitely the trend these days but it doesn't have to be like a brick and mortar t-shirt they can still use inbound marketing to grow their business i think that's an important distinction to make
1: absolutely
0: yeah and it's crazy that some people like just don't think that through you know like like the the methodology works and it's it's about getting... I don't know. Maybe if everyone knew it, our, the need for us wouldn't be there. So it's probably a good thing that some people still
1: don't know about it, right? So our big tip for digital marketers, or for new startups uh, who want to get started in digital marketing, is hire an agency, uh, preferably a HubSpot diamond partner. In Traverse Traf- City, Michigan. Traverse <laughs> City, Michigan, Preferably a Traverse City diamond partner with numerous templates available for download on the HubSpot marketplace. For free. For Do free? all of
0: those things even exist? Where yeah, I there's no way this. someone makes there's it.
1: I mean, it, it's so hard to find that perfect unicorn agency, but once you do, and again, the attributes are having templates available in the HubSpot marketplace, being a HubSpot diamond partner, and being located in Traverse City, Michigan. Just, just hire those people. Right in the sweet yeah. spot. If you can find anyone like that,
0: man, lucky ducky.
1: But if you can't, not everyone can. No, yeah. So, other tips.
0: Yeah, so cool. We've we've I sc- <laughs> love it. We've scoured the internet for some of the most highly searched questions around being a startup and getting started with digital marketing. Yep. So I'm just gonna go ahead and go over them, and then just kind of give me your your thoughts on each question, and we'll pick each other's brains a bit. So the first one is: as a startup, how do I get started with digital marketing? very i know it's like where are they right now but let's assume they just have they have nothing like they just ironed out that business plan what's first
1: well, this this sounds so obvious but like get online and that sound i i know that that's what they're they're like how do i get online but your new company canon should have a linkedin business page you should have a facebook page you should have a website that website People should be able to find you on that website. even, And I mean, I'm talking like real basic. It doesn't have to be, you know, the kind of websites that we'll design for our clients who find us through the HubSpot Marketplace in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, but um, uh, just something so that you can be found. It's, it's shocking to me how many companies come to us and have no, no presence online at all
0: yeah so what, what like break that down even further like where would you start? Is it you know going to Squarespace or something like that and just getting a website out there is it what what do you guys think
2: I think starting at the free level where you can get you can get an Instagram, you can get a Facebook you can get a Twitter and you can get like a Squarespace website for free and start reaching out to people, getting your product in front of people's eyes and I think that is the number one is just do instead of. Not even have necessarily that focused of a plan, or spending X amount of dollars just get in front of people's eyes.
0: Yeah, let's 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 workshop it. What are the core four? If you have your first four steps into starting uh, your startup, first four steps to getting online, and it's I get think get your you, domain. Dom- okay, buy a domain. Buy a
1: domain. But now,
0: <laughs> and then just have something on that domain. That we'll, we'll call that one. So like. Even if it's just a landing page for your business, and you don't have a, a product or an about page, but you have a a, a home page and maybe a form at the bottom of it,
1: right? I mean, heck, first step, just have the domain, bef- so like nobody else buys it.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. you know?
1: If you've got a if you've got a name for your company, but yeah, exactly. And then, sorry, go on.
0: No, you're right. <laughs> so wait, no, let's do this together. So two, I think you said it. It's social media. It's free. It's not hard, and you it's a free first like 500 people to hear about your company because I don't know if you guys made a new account recently. It says invite all your friends do that. Yeah, like, invite your friends. They, they'll ignore it if they don't want it. But if they're interested, they're interested. So just send all of your friends, you know, that's two. get on. Let's call it like Facebook and Instagram um, because I think three and correct me if I'm wrong is its own beast and that's LinkedIn. I wouldn't group that in with the other two. because it's a little different. What do you guys
1: think? Um, I would later on. Its marketing considerations might be different, but as far as just putting yourself on social media, I think it goes right in there. As far as just like having that page, but I agree with you that that ultimately you'll market to them differently. Sure. So maybe down the road it's a little different, but at first it's just about getting on there. Cool. So do Tim, we have do two have more? To say? Let's take you had something to say.
3: I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back this way up though. Okay. Um. I don't want to throw a wrench in in this list that you're building, but I think. I think it's important. It's not as sexy as the other. What we're talking about here, (laughs) not as fun. But can I say sexy? This a PG? What is this?
0: Sexy's Uh, fine. Sexy. You can say sexy. The rule is we can only do it eight times, and you're at seven. So be careful. Okay.
3: (laughs) Sexy. Okay. Shoot. Now. So
1: now you can't say it anymore. So.
3: Yeah, but I'm gonna say like uh, buyer persona research. You gotta know who your target audience is, what message they wanna hear, what problems you're solving for them, what's gonna resonate with them, because otherwise, you're gonna spend all this time on content, website messaging, social media, and you're pulling all this time and work pulling different levers. But if you don't know like, what, if there's not a strategy behind that, specifically to your audience that you're trying to grow with, you're gonna be doing a lot of work that doesn't really probably bring in a lot of ROI. Um, Some so research. Yeah, yeah. And just knowing who your audience is and building that strategy with them in mind and not just getting your brand out there for the sake of getting your brand out there. Hmm.
2: This is like a chicken or the egg sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I was going to caveat on that. You're not going to know who your persona is unless you're selling something. Very true. You need to know who's buying. You can guess who you're going to, your target market is, but until you're actually making sales and knocking on doors and shaking hands, you're not going to know exactly who that is
3: but let me ask you Sam like I've never started the startup obviously but you probably talk to these people pretty much on a daily basis Um, don't like wouldn't they have a business plan already like before they even start the marketing like when they when they get their funding and they launch their products or whatever their services or whatever don't they know at that point who their audience is and who
2: their target persona is you would want to say yes but most people don't know who their persona is that's like one of the big things I bring up on calls is who is your target market and people generally say Oh, my target market is a company that sells 500,000 to 5 million a year. (laughs) And it's so vague that I think the saying that if you're marketing to everybody, you're essentially marketing to nobody comes into play with these people. They're not getting any traction because they don't have a target market like that.
0: I might jump in and say there's a difference between your ideal buyer
2: and your actual
0: buyer. Yeah. So it's hard it's hard for me to to jump in on this idea only because it is a startup they don't know exactly who their audience they know who their ideal audience is for sure um, and hopefully they're they're being a little modest of that and not saying oh I only want to work with five billion dollar corporate entities but um, you need that first batch of customers and you know you need a little research and tune to your customer too. Um it's hard, right? This is not. Yeah. Uh, this isn't just a cookie cutter answer. I actually, Sam, I have a,
1: a follow up for you from what you were just <laughs> saying. So, uh, so on the one hand, it's hard to identify your persona until your product is in the wild, right? Until people are actually buying it, and uh, and you're getting a sense of who's interested. On the other hand, until you have until their people are buying it, because uh, it sounds like. And, and this is why I want more clarity because it's interesting, that on the one hand, you don't want to have that sort of shotgun approach where you're marketing to everybody. But on the other hand, is that where you need to start to dial in? Do you need to start off marketing to everybody and then see who buys and that becomes your persona and you dial in your marketing? Or is there a quicker and easier way to
2: start off more focused than that? I think <laughs> that yes and no. I think... You could do some market research and find out what your competitors are doing in that space. That's a good, it, oh, especially especially yeah. if you have like a niche product there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a brand new startup that's making some revolutionary product, you you have to do before you can even get that research.
0: Matt, I'd argue it's what do what do you and I do when we're doing PPC for a client? That whole first month, that whole it's just. We choose a really wide audience. Uh, we, we, I mean, we obviously have a general
1: idea, like oh, the yeah. location or something. It's not that wide. Clients who may listen. <laughs> we, we do target but from the beginning, is. but, but it, it gets, but it, it gets narrower. Yeah, and we then dial we, it in.
0: We, f- we see who's engaging with it, and then we go after those people. We, we do a lookalike audience that is just those people sometimes. Um, but what I think we just kind of decided
1: collectively,
0: without saying it out loud, is. It really is different for every different business,
1: isn't it? Yep. Actually, can I something I was thinking about a minute ago? I feel like I'm talking a lot, so let me know if I'm just grabbing it. But um, I can mute your mic. That's true. <laughs> you can. You can just mute my mic. Unplug me. I'm like, anyway. Uh, uh, you mentioned brick and mortar businesses early on, and uh, and that's not usually thought of in the realm of startup, especially inbound for startups. But one thing, but. A lot of the inbound methodology is about putting yourself in front of people who are going to want your product or service when you, when, well, who are going to want to know about your product and service in the moment or service in the moment that they need it. It's putting yourself in front of people when they need you. Uh, So don't, if you're a brick and mortar business, don't neglect local SEO, Uh, And by local SEO, I mean everything down to making sure that you're listed in the local, uh, you know, any local business directories, Uh, making sure that you have a Google Maps listing, making sure that when somebody searches for you or somebody searches for whatever in your area, bookstores in your area, whatever, that uh, that you are available to be listed there and that could be just a google maps profile it's set up Facebook your google also. business
0: if you've done that for people a little I'm bit sure yeah. you have yeah that should be on our on our mount rushmore of startup yeah, <laughs> do that. for sure so maybe that's it it's social media domain google business get that started and then what tim said at least some buyer research for sure and that should probably be number one heck yeah I love it. Anything else before we move on to the next question?
3: No, I have more thoughts, but I think, I think you're going to ask a lot of them in the next question. So we let's, might. We let's might. get into that. <laughs> sure. I want to save my answers.
0: Okay, so this one is a cool shift, and it's kind of another thought experiment almost. And it's for a startup, what's the ideal team that you need on your marketing team? What does that look like? Is it five people? Is it two people? Is it one person? Is it just hire an agency? Of course, all of these are an okay answer, but let's do, to, to narrow it down, let's think of our own, what would we do?
3: So I mean, Man. it's it's almost an impossible question to answer in the sense that again, like it's, it sounds like a cop out, but it depends on your budget, your industry. Your company, all that kind of stuff. But I think it, it would make more sense rather than think about numbers on your team, i think about the job functions in that team. Like, you need someone, if we're talking just marketing, just a marketing team, right? Yeah, market. You got to have someone who's capable. Digital marketing. Sorry, digital right, marketing. Right, so right. let's
0: not even consider, like, you know, the rest billboards. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Um, I think someone who's got a proficient understanding and, the, like, the big. The balance of being seeing a big picture strategy with um, the finer details and having a content strategist you got to have like someone who can do keyword research, competitive research, who can like take all these abstract concepts that you're coming up with like, you want to get your message out, but how do you do it that can put that all into like a cohesive campaign um, with you know blog posts, pillar page, social media, website messaging, all that stuff email marketing. Um, it's not an easy task, and it has to be done by someone with experience, someone who's got a vision for where, like where you're going. Um, so I think you got to have a content strategist, and I think you also need to have someone. This could be the same person, depending on the size of your team, but who's actually going to go write all that content. Totally. Um, for a, for a lot of smaller teams, it probably is the same person. Um, we have a lot of tricks for for getting content without, um, you know, taking up too much of your time. And you're
1: looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing
3: it right now. Are we going to transcribe this and turn it into a blog post? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Turns out Um,
1: podcasts are content. Yeah. Who knew?
3: So, so having someone who can write content and spend like times in the weeds, like writing blog posts, doing the social media, writing emails, um, and it's not necessarily the hardest thing, especially where they have a good content strategy. Mm. But it takes time. It's a very time-consuming job, Um, and I think those. I mean, if you're building a marketing team from scratch, that's the kind of person that you could probably go out and find, like a college grad who's got like a good writing background who wants to learn I don't think you need to find someone with a ton of experience and someone that can be taught um, I think it's a very teachable role especially yeah. with the right management and the right in the right system um, They can probably you can hire for someone you not you don't have to wait 10 years of experience for that
2: perfect e- even to get a, jump on those coattails a little bit there if you're a startup snagging an intern that's still in school, there's a wealth of talent out there with kids that already know exactly what they're doing, dude. Our our interns are amazing. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. It's easy Actually. for us. Yeah,
0: it's easy for us to do that as an answer because we have some really good interns. <laughs> you know, we have some really good. <laughs> we interns.
3: have two, and they're just unbelievable. Yeah. And they like they're they're doing stuff without being asked, and they're taking on projects they don't know how to do, and they're like, "Oh, I'll figure it out. and I'll ask questions." And it's just, it's been. a I mean, how much of a difference maker is it? It's Just. One of them built a site, a homepage last week. I was like, "Who was going to do that if we didn't have an intern?" Like, yeah, that, you know, like we're day all slammed. We get back. Yeah, yeah, totally. and it's just it's been amazing. So again, like like Sam said, like there's a lot of talent out there. Kids want to learn. Kids mm-hmm. want to be that's a um, great answer, given man. the opportunity. So yeah.
0: Um. So for me, I'm gonna jump off what you say. Um. I think you can get the job done with two people and then scale it out. It's hard to do it with one person. Um. I mean, there's people that have to do it. It's just inevitable. But I think you need a, and this might be your exact same answer, but like a vision or a marketing coordinator who knows where you need to go and what you need to do to do it. A decision maker. Yeah. And then, you know, they need to lay out the plan and then you need someone to do this for them Because I think it's hard when you're doing the strategy the whole time and you're like executing on the content on it. I mean, you're, you're just like setting yourself up into like so many different clouds and you know, it's not
1: like it's impossible, but if you have the budget to have two people, I think you can really rock it out. You know, what just occurred to me is if you are trying to run your startups marketing solo, find a mentor, like find somebody who you can run the big picture vision by and can tell you actually dude, that doesn't make any sense if I'm not working for you. Just so you know, that copy is nonsense. Uh, I've never seen that happen before. Uh, then, uh, like, even that can be helpful. Just somebody to run ideas by so that you don't have to hold everything in your head and just feel like you're throwing everything you've got at the wall. But, Tim, you are. a, Looked like you were about to say something when I started talking. So,
3: uh, well, just I was just thinking of what Larry said—that two-person team. I think I agree because you got to have that person who's the decision maker, who is like, like you said, has that vision, knows where where to go, what they're doing, is doing like the big picture stuff, like the Setting content goals. strategy. Yeah. Setting goals is another big one. Like, okay, how do we track metrics and performance and all that stuff against where we? And usually, that's the person. That, if it's a small startup, is entering directly to the CEO. Um, and if that person also has to be responsible for like the everyday minutia. Of creating content, it's just, it's one of those, it's almost an impossible ask. Recipe
1: for for burnout.
3: Yeah. And we've seen that with a lot of our clients where there's a one person marketing team and they're just overwhelmed, which is why they hire us. But we walk into a lot of, you know, sticky situations sometimes and they get, they are totally burnt out.
0: I want to stop you right there because I think that's the one other answer is what if you can't, you know? What if you can't just hire someone? Maybe it's just you. And then what if the answer is bringing in an agency? Mm hmm. it's kind of a kind of a bougie sort of thing to be able to do. I think like not everyone can afford working with an agency, but then you have a whole team who is going to do everything we just said for you. If you have the right agency, they'll be able to, and I don't even want to like talk like it's like us. I, I'm right. just saying agencies in general. It's
1: so much work off your, off your plate. Oh, if you you, if, what? <laughs> can, no, no, you know what I'm laughing at is uh, as we're recording this, I'm about a week and a half out from my wedding and People gave me the advice, hire a wedding planner, and we didn't, and i um, really excited for this whole experience to be done and behind <laughs> me, as excited as I am for it to actually happen. I think that hiring a marketing agency actually can take stress off your plate in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Like, here, think about going about your life, think about the way that you want to communicate this, think about what you want it to look like, whatever, that's all, but this other person is used to doing this, and they will get everything in order for you to your specifications. Um, that's that's the benefit. You're basically you're basically paying a marketing agency to not have to worry about about something. Mm-hmm.
0: I do think though, you need a goal in mind before you bring these guys on. Oh yeah. If you're just bringing a agency on to do marketing, uh, I did finger quotes for people listening. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. But what, what what's your goal? I think it, that's what it boils down to. Is you need someone with the vision and then someone to execute whether that's another great staff member or maybe
2: an agency um just another little thought that i had was when you're in the startup realm and you're just getting started you can hire a person that can do your seo you can hire the entire ensemble of your marketing people for your staff and if you think about that financially you're hiring X amount of people at X amount of dollars and you can have lame ducks in there where you're missing, you're striking out with some people and then you have to hire another person and you got to train that new person. Where when you're in that startup, that those salaries that you're paying might get you an agency on retainer that is already experts in the field to get you over that first hump where then you can finally afford to take it's a, a risk and hire someone.
0: And it could almost like jumpstart you I mean, even if you don't stick with them the whole time, they could at least, you know... Get you rolling. They can get you three campaigns that two worked well, one didn't, and you know never to do that third again, you know? That's that's a great point.
3: You know what I'm thinking, too, is something that we just kind of recently offered for our clients, and I'm sure there are other agencies doing that, is is getting the, a coaching contract. So yeah. like it's it's a much lower spend, obviously like less than fifty percent of like us doing everything. Where we can we can be that person to, to build a strategy, to guide you every step of the way, to teach you HubSpot, teach you like the minutia of like the little things in HubSpot that you that you might not know, um, and answer any questions like, oh here's what we're doing, here's why, here's like here's a plan, here's a timeline for the next yeah. three months, six months, and you can go and do it because you like you you're basically given this marketing plan to go and execute on that you know is gonna is being built by professionals who know what they're doing um, and you know, can't afford for us to do it for you but we can hand you this, this brilliant unreal plan that you're just going to run with and see results with and to be able to check in with us on a regular basis along the way and the contracts for that is a lot lower than any really I mean it's much more manageable for these small teams I think
0: mm-hmm. and there's a lot of agencies that probably offer something like that too so it's a great point mm-hmm. totally all right, guys, so this next question is, how can you start digital marketing in a cost effective way? Ooh. So yeah, it's almost back to like how do you get started because a lot of the things I think will overlap, but uh, let's say you have like the lowest budget, What's your move?
3: To me, that's sort of like the the draw to doing inbound digital marketing is you it's very cost effective. Like you're not paying for these big fancy ads. You don't need to like buy all like these TV spots. You don't need to do any of that stuff. It's just really creating really good premium content that's driven by keyword research, and just creating conversion opportunities on your site for that. So it's like it's got to be content. I actually saw a cool quote. Um, I'm always on LinkedIn checking Gary V. Everyone knows him, and he said today like he'd rather have. Um, a million friends, then ten thousand or ten million dollars, because that network is worth worth more than anything, right? Mm. And he, he's constantly pumping out content. So like, not just I mean, I would encourage startups not to just to focus on those that blog strategy, but also just constantly put out content. Grab your phone. You got you have a thought like like we're, like, we're, like what we're doing right now. Put it out there. Put it on your Instagram yeah. page. Put it on LinkedIn. Like create the content. It doesn't cost you anything other than a few minutes of your time. And you're gonna see people start to engage with your with your brand, to see you as a thought leader, to see this person knows what they're talking about. And if you do it right, you're gonna start converting leads that way.
0: Everyone has a phone in their pocket. Every app we've talked about today is free. Get started. You know? That's the I think I might have been Sam. It's just like getting started is half the
1: battle. So Well and like Honestly, it's a great time to get started on digital marketing for a startup. Like, there are so many tools out there. And one of the great things about digital marketing, right, is that you don't need access to, you know, a newspaper's sales team to get ad space. You don't need the kind of money it costs to buy a billboard. You really just need to be willing to put in the time to get yourself online and get yourself out there. Uh, Honestly, Digital marketing makes it very easy for companies that are very, very uh, new, very green, very broke <laughs> to look reasonably professional, to look like they've got it together. I mean, get yourself a Canva account. I can make something look pretty in Canva, and right. I can't make many things look pretty.
3: Yeah, I mean, Canva's awesome. It's like It's like using Adobe Illustrator, it make, like, it, I have no good design sense I have no design background And I can make something pretty cool on Canva And it's, it's totally free
2: Oh
1: yeah, absolutely
3: um, And it, it just makes stuff like that Like you said, these free softwares that are out there It's unbelievable what's out there And it just makes you a small team With no or little to no budget Look so sophisticated and so smart
1: Yeah, honestly, make a couple of ad banners Like uh, decide to host a webinar Make a couple ad banners uh, in Canva Host the webinar on Facebook Live I'm gonna, that's free. I'm gonna push back on
0: you, not not in like an argumentative way, and just make you Jerk. dive in a little more. I want us all to think of one strategy that you can do for one month that's under fifty dollars. Dang. And I, I'm I'd argue that you already said yours and maybe yeah. it's a webinar.
1: I'm gonna stick by that, yeah. Uh uh and we're just gonna go with those really basic free tools. We're not even gonna do something that needs an upgrade. Uh, promote yourself an event a webinar style event uh, using organic social get honestly get your friends to share it Uh, make your visual assets in Canva uh, or a a similar system that can let you make pretty stuff for free and uh, and host the event on Facebook Live which is again free and you have $50 to spend where would you put it? Uh, LinkedIn ads LinkedIn ads or Facebook ads if you're going to host it there yeah there you go.
0: That just got you, if it's a decent, you know, uh, if it's a decent true inbound, uh, you know, what's a good title of a webinar you've heard of recently? Oh, man.
1: Like Three tips to growing your business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like
0: if it was something like that, that people. I mean, obviously not that. I always like, cost
1: digital marketing strategies for startups. I was like
3: doing ones that have a, a slightly negative spin, like three mistakes you're making, or like sure. why your blank sucks and that yeah. kind of stuff. And like people are like, "Is it?" It just I think it resonates more with people. Like, oh God, what does he know that I don't? And I want to go check out that webinar.
1: Why does my blank and suck? So what Matt?
3: I love me. this idea. No, yeah, what Matt just talked about is something we do with clients all the time, like how we kick off an inbound content. A contract a lot is like a quick win campaign. Mm. You've got like you've got these leads. Most of the time, the first thing we see your leads aren't being nurtured. Let's get them out there. Let's warm them up with a nice piece of quality premium content. Let's have let's have a webinar. Say it's going to be six weeks from now. Build out the campaign. Five or four or five weeks of emails going out. Um, with all these reminders, you got follow up emails, you have like social posts, like a LinkedIn campaign would be good with a nice targeted audience. I mean, we can do there's so many low hanging fruit around that to like, get a chat bot on your site. If you're on HubSpot, mm-hmm. a pop up form, like people, you are bringing people to your site, like make them sign up for the webinar. If you make it enticing enough and make it sound like something they can't miss, you're going to generate interest. And if you in already
0: it. have all that stuff set up, it's nothing. It yeah. does not cost you money. Nope. It does not and
3: honestly are, are there for you. It can be done in a day. Like yep. you can do all that in a day.
1: Yep.
0: And what I mean, on average, what would you say? You get a bunch of new leads usually, and yep. then yep. you know, maybe even some MQLs out of it if they stay through the whole webinar and they wanna they wanna convert. Yep. You know? And What's if the worst record... that's gonna happen is you get new leads.
1: Absolutely. And if you record the webinar, even if you get no leads, you have a piece of content that you can then market on its own. You can yeah. you can put that on a lead generation form. You can make people give you their email address just to see the webinar that you recorded that you were gonna do anyway. Uh so yeah. if I come to you and I'm watching this, my
0: only thing would be like, Oh, but I can't afford a camera or a streaming software. Do you
1: have a phone? I have a phone. All right. Do you have Facebook? I have Facebook. All right, you're done. Okay.
0: That that's what that was the point I was trying to drive across. <laughs> and I'm glad you went there. It's like use your use your webcam on your computer. Use your iPhone. Yeah. So that's going to be my strategy is uh, set aside a half hour every day. So maybe instead of the fifty dollars, it's your time. So make sure you have a half hour every day to record yourself with your cell phone horizontally. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) And just one thought about your business that is sincere and add that to your that same video to your YouTube channel. To your Facebook And cut a snippet To Instagram Um, Do that for four weeks And I guarantee you At least get someone Some people To engage with it
3: can I can I add on that Larry and you're Please, like yeah. a videographer by trade right so um and you you I'm sure you have a thoughts on this but like a lot of times people struggle with is is like well I don't I mean I I don't the quality of the zoom isn't that great my iPhone like I I don't want to put myself out on video out there if it's not sophisticated or not making me look my best um and I'm going to challenge that all the way from here to the moon because it's like first of all it's better than nothing like some content's better than nothing just by principle but second yeah. of all people like that stuff it's like it's raw it's authentic like like the Gary Vee example he'll he'll grab a phone grab a 30 second selfies, got a thought between meetings in the hallway. And like, that's how he produces content. Like, you don't need to be like some, some production studio, a green screen, like, or post editing stuff. Exactly. Like, sit in front of a camera, have a nice background, grab a conference room, grab a coffee, like, make sure you have something like a nice shirt on or something. But yeah. like, that's all you need. People like that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have an interesting thought on that. And it, I think it's the same argument that people will make for not wanting to have a pricing page. And I think we talked about this in a podcast last week, but... You should have a pricing page. People don't want a pricing page because they think it will scare people away when they see the price. The same way people might not want to film themselves because they're afraid of what people would think of them or see what they look like or hear how they sound. But I'd argue that something is always better than nothing. You're not going to get the person to buy from your pricing page if they don't know what it costs, and they're not going to want to engage
1: with you as a person if they don't know who you are. I would way rather somebody look at my pricing page and say, I can't afford that, than to say, wow, there's no pricing page. I'll bet I can't afford this, and and bounce. Right. Hands down. And
2: And that's what they'll do. That's what I would do. And if you're putting out good content and someone says, wow, I can't afford this, it doesn't mean i can't afford this later where you're oh you're a thought leader now now that i my business has grown i'll come back to those guys cuz i can afford that product now
3: i mean sam and larry you guys probably know better than matt and i but like i know all the time we have clients come in that have been following our, us for like a year or two they're just like hey we right. love your content like we love your page we've been following like we we get all your emails we saw your webinar couldn't afford your last year couldn't fit into the budget this year but like now we want to sign and like we you create those like evangelists for your organization that yeah. like they they know who you are and if you're not nurturing those people or putting out content yes. they forget about you and they walk away and they yeah. sign with somebody else like that it's that simple I love it's it. that simple
0: yeah. it's so uh, that's like a great example too because we do hear that a lot and it's because we i mean we we've been scraping the barrel at sometimes but we always manage to get something out there a new blog a new you know guide to fixing your ex or a webinar or something because if you don't you you're you know they're not hearing from you anymore and they forget
2: about you yeah i think a huge thing that would resonate with anybody that is in this industry is when i've contacted people they say i cannot afford your services right now but please do not take me off your email list because i love what you guys put out and I think for anybody in here, like, oh, what we're doing is worth it. it, yeah, it I love that. It lets you know, oh, it, it's working. People enjoy it. People are getting a lot out of it. For someone to say, I'm sorry, like, I truly apologize that I can't afford and I've been taking in so much of your free content, <laughs> but please do not delete me off your email list Well, is huge. And here's the thing, right? That person...
1: They might come back in a year and they might want to work with you or maybe next month they're in this industry. They know people in this industry. Somebody says, hey, I need some marketing help. And they say, man, you know who I would go to if I could afford it would be so-and-so would be Web Canopy Studio or whatever. And now we get a referral, right? There is, it It really seems like, and this is a, might be a slight jump, but Something that I feel like I've heard from a lot of our clients lately: people are afraid to reach out to their own list. Nobody wants to be annoying. Nobody, and this this is not the topic Ooh. that we started off with. But nobody yeah, this is a whole whole yeah, other. That's thing, a whole other thing, right. and I, it's, it's probably a topic for a totally different podcast, own podcast episode. Yeah. But <laughs> people are very afraid to reach out to their to their uh, to their subscribers to people that have opted in to hearing from them. And if you're following, you know ethical and legal guidelines those people can unsubscribe if they want to and if they unsubscribe that's okay yes they were never gonna buy from you if 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 somebody says man i've heard from this company once a week for the last month that's too much i'm unsubscribing they were never a prospect they were never someone you were going to sell to and And you were
0: never going to send them an email that changed their mind like yeah If, like, are they just, like, I I argue, like, on on your side 100%, it's like, are they waiting for that perfect email, and then they'll send it to all of their contacts? They're like, someday we're going to have such a good email, and we're (laughs) going to wait until we have that, and then we'll email our contacts. I'm going to
3: talk about some real-world examples, some clients that Matt and I have worked together on. There's one where, like, a client got upset because we sent out an email to his list, and one person, someone unsubscribed... And they're like, he's like, how do do we make sure this doesn't happen again? I'm like, yeah, you you don't. That's not how this works. And like, first of all, you that's a good thing. Like now he is like, you're opting out. Like he's self-identifying. Hey, I'm not interested. Like let's not waste our time on on these people, right? Second of all, like there's not an email campaign in the history of email campaign that doesn't include someone subscribed. That's just the nature. I unsubscribed from emails all the time, even from companies I like. I'm just like I'm not I'm not interested right now. Second, we've had into that point where Matt said companies don't want to be annoying, but like. We've had clients where like and you probably know who I'm going to say like where <laughs> yeah. um they 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 have such an engaged audience like everything we did for them they're they're like their contacts love like the emails are going out with like 35% 40% open rate like really good and they're still nervous about sending out emails to these people. <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, these people love you. They love your brand. They want to hear from you. It's it's in the numbers." But yeah. you still don't want to like be annoying. Like, "Come on. What are you waiting for?"
0: Man.
1: Yep. It's a be, phenomenon. You would be shocked is. at things that people don't find annoying. Uh, inmail, sponsored Inmail, direct messages on LinkedIn, from our, like direct paid messages on LinkedIn. I was positive that they were a terrible idea that nobody wants to get a direct message that's clearly sponsored. It's labeled sponsored. Also, I keep bumping a thing under my desk. <laughs> if, so it, if it so sounds if keep,
0: like there's mini earthquakes, it's just Matt shaking the table. It's just me shaking the table.
1: But, man, they work they People, sure do they they work it's weird
0: <laughs> <laughs> so guys I, I we're getting close on time i i have one last question and i think it's actually a good one to go out on and it is is it still a good time to get started with digital marketing and i want to preface that of like well yeah of course it's a good time because if you're not doing it it's better than you know it's you better have to, to do, do it, it than not doing it but I think it's maybe people saying like, Oh well I haven't been doing this the whole time. I mean I should have been doing it since day one I started my business. Is it still okay? Like I think that that's in a lot of people's mind like, Well, why start now? I, I'm gonna I'm never gonna catch up to my competitors, they've been doing it forever.
3: Why start today? Well, you know the saying, like, it's super cheesy. Be like, the best time to plant the tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now, right? Like... I don't know if I've heard that, but I, I it. love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a great quote. Um, So, that's like, so that's that's the same thing applies. Like, yeah, you should have been doing it before. Maybe the, the last year. Like, you'd be in a different spot if you started a year ago. But, this time is going to pass anyway. If you think about where you want to be a year from now, like, start now. Like, if you don't have much of a social presence and you're worried about, like, oh, I don't want to post this. Like, no one's going to read it. I have 14 followers. Yeah, you're going to stay at 14 followers if you don't start posting. Like you, you it's slow, it's steady growth. Yeah. Like no one checks my blog. I don't get my site traffic. Yeah, it takes work, it takes time like before you see your results, but mm-hmm. time's going to pass anyway. <laughs> like start like start like thinking about where you want to be in the future and and work towards it. Why would I
0: post it? if only 14 people are going to see it? No, post now because then maybe next yeah. time 15'll see it cuz that 14th told their friend why would
1: anybody else start reading your blog if you don't post to it i can't post to my blog it only has 14 followers i think i see your problem you don't post to your blog right yeah get on it all right so let's close it out with just
0: one piece of advice and it, it could be something we already said today um and it's for again this is about startups The one thing that if they're listening today, they can do after they're done listening to get started, and it will only take them 10
1: minutes to do. So anything. Can I start? I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier, kind of. But get on, if you don't have a Facebook business page, a LinkedIn business page, a Google Maps business page, get one. If you do, get on there and make sure that all your information is accurate and up-to-date, that your phone number, your email address is accurate, that your hours of operation are accurate, that your address is accurate, Get in and that they all agree. Get in there, make sure that all of those different directories have your information accurate. This will take you few minutes, not even that long. But if there's any inconsistency, even if it doesn't bother the search engines, it's going to hit your legitimacy. As soon as somebody tries to see how do I reach this person and they get multiple email addresses or multiple phone numbers or disagreeing business hours right there, it looks like you're not in order. Take seriously 10, 20 minutes. Make sure your online presence is synced up and accurate and complete. Love it.
3: That's great. I'm going to say uh, start producing content and do it. You can do it in 10 minutes or less. I mean, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. Grab your phone, bang out a quick blog or something. And it's important. Don't make it salesy. Make it something like addressing a challenge. Something you really care about. Yeah. And something like that your, that your target audience is thinking about or like something they're struggling with, what's keeping them up at night. and just And just keep it on that theme and just put out like ideas, like just it's raw authentic like do it in the hallway between meetings like i said like grab a conference room set up a camera in front of yourself your your laptop screen start putting out content start now that's you know you're losing out if you don't and it doesn't take that much to do
2: um so when i was in school i worked with a clothing company that, when i was a young boy <laughs> when, I, when i was a young lad uh, so when i was in school i was helping a clothing company get started they were not finding any traction at all and They were just posting and then they had that idea of like a ratio to followers to who they are following was really important. They didn't want to be following anybody. Mm. And getting out there and just searching relevant hashtags is free. Go find out what people are doing. Like some pictures. Somebody sees that like, they're going to come to your page. 100% free and you can do it on your own in your free time while you're watching Netflix. Just... Click through some hashtags, find out what people are doing in that space, and be Give involved. Give them a follow, right? Be yeah. involved in that space, and people are going to come to you. I, yeah. that's,
1: that's so good. Comment on people's stuff. Comment as your mm-hmm. as your brand. Like, like, engage as your brand. Be a, be a human.
0: That's a great piece of that's advice so good, that a lot man. of people might be overlooking. Great job. Um, and, of course, mine was going to be uh, what Tim said, but...
3: I have uh, another one too. I okay. If I'm allowed. Uh, no. You go first. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll I'll do mine real quick and it's just kind of going back to email marketing. Send a email to all of the people in your contacts. Give them something, give them like a, a free ebook that you guys made a year ago, update it or something and send it out. Even if it's just like a state of the union or maybe hopefully it's an upcoming webinar or something. Start to engage with your existing contact because they're there for a reason. They've already engaged with you. Keep that engagement up. That's going to be my advice.
3: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more if that's okay. All right, we're going out on this. And it's it's more specific this time too. (laughs) Better be a a little trick. Yeah. Okay. So, Sam, what you said got me thinking about it. Find some people that you want to sell to based on like doing hashtag, doing competitive research, see who's following like pages that you want to compete with or whatever. Add them on LinkedIn. Don't send them sales messages like people don't want to hear from that like just don't try to don't try to piss them off but add them as a friend and then like once you start slowly build that base over time start pumping out content on your feed they're going to see your name with like unreal blogs or unreal videos in their feed and then that's how they get to know you over time organically without feeling they're being like they're being pitched to or sold to but like, just they're gonna see like once a week or once a day or every couple of days. Oh, here's Larry with another great video. Like, thirty seconds long. I'm between meetings right now. That topic is awesome. I'm gonna watch that. And like, Larry, eventually, I'm gonna get to a point where I see enough videos and blogs where, like, you know what? I want to work with that guy. How do I? I'm going to reach out, or at the very least, you know, subscribe to him, and then he's going to hear more. You're absolutely
0: right. That's such a good piece of advice. Yeah, just
3: add people on LinkedIn and just start pushing out stuff into their feed, and they're gonna they're gonna love it. And it doesn't cost you anything. No, that does not cost a thing.
0: Only your time. Only your time, guys. This is a banger of a podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for.